Hello and welcome to Daily Interlake News Now. I'm your host, Taylor Inman. We're taking a look at some of this week's biggest headlines and what's coming up for the Flathead Valley. This week, I chat with Jenna Justice, Program Manager with Emmanuel at Home, who tells us about their upcoming collaboration with Imagine If Libraries, Flathead Valley Community College, and the Kalispell Senior Center. Their Tell Me a Story Legacy Conversations project connects younger community members with older adults to ask them questions about their lives and experiences. But first, here are some headlines. Flathead County Commissioners voted unanimously to deny the preliminary plat for a portion of the proposed North Shore Woods housing development Tuesday morning, citing concerns about the possible impacts of future development. First considered by the Big Fork Land Use Advisory Committee in late June, Longbow Land Partners Incorporated has also requested a planned unit development and zone change for the property to allow 125 lots. The commissioners only voted on the initial phase of 51 lots. Citing the lack of a vehicle crash analysis report, along with the presentation of the subdivision as a phased project without a phased development application, Holmquist said she had no choice but to vote for the denial of the preliminary plat. The currently vacant area is located between Peaceful Drive and Big Fork Stage Road. The proposed development would have filled the area with houses and connected the two roads, while also providing the paving of a section of Big Fork Stage Road. The planned development has faced strong local opposition since it was proposed, drawing more than 150 people to a contentious BLUAC meeting in July. Eventually, the board voted to recommend denial of the proposed zone change and planned unit development for the project, but also recommended the approval of the preliminary plat for 51 residential lots. While the county commissioners will still hold a public hearing for the proposed zone change November 9th and one for the planned unit development on November 21st, the denial of the proposed phase one of the development leaves the future of the project uncertain. Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks is seeking public comment on two different projects, one in Columbia Falls and the other affecting Yellow Bay State Park. A private landowner is applying for a private pond license and is proposing to stock an existing pond on his property, located at 980 Jensen Road in Columbia Falls. The pond is approximately half an acre and drains to a terminal wetland that was dry at the time of viewing and is said to dry annually. There is also a shallow pond upstream of this wetland that is unlikely to support fish year-round. The outlet of the pond is a screened headgate structure. If necessary, removal of the fish from this pond could be accomplished with rotenome. Comments are due November 8th. Comments for a project which aims to make improvements to Yellow Bay roads and tent camping are due November 25th. The proposed project would reconfigure and pave Flathead Lake State Park's Yellow Bay's entrance and internal road system and would create five to seven additional parking spaces designed to accommodate vehicle-boat-trailer combinations. A cul-de-sac would be incorporated near the entrance to the park to provide a space for park visitors to turn around and to control traffic flow during peak season. To learn more, go to fwp.mt.gov and search for public comment opportunities. And authorities are holding a Kalispell man on multiple pending charges, including attempted homicide, after he allegedly fled officers in a stolen vehicle on Monday, attempting to run down a deputy and choke a canine. The pursuit began about 9.30 a.m. on October 30th when a Flathead County Sheriff's Office deputy spotted a reportedly stolen vehicle on Mountain Meadow Road, according to a press release. The ensuing chase took deputies along Tally Lake Road, Star Meadows Road, Farm to Market Road, US 93, Montana 40, and Dillon Road. The driver of the stolen vehicle, later identified as Andy Wigner, dodged multiple spike strips attempts during the chase. Officials said on one occasion he veered at a deputy and nearly hit him. 
Wigner eventually drove into a field off of Blue Heron Drive between Whitefish and Columbia Falls, according to officials. Following his arrest, Wigner was taken to the county jail, where he's being held on pending charges of criminal endangerment and attempted homicide. He also has an outstanding warrant for an alleged violation of the terms of his release, while prosecutors seek to revoke his suspended sentence on a 2012 possession of drugs and paraphernalia conviction. Sheriff Brian Hano thanked the Whitefish Police Department, Montana Highway Patrol, and Two Bear Air for helping to track down Wigner. Read these full stories at dailyinterlake.com. What do we have to learn from older adults in our community? A lot, according to the Flathead Elder Hub, who started a collaborative project earlier this year with Imagine If Libraries, Flathead Valley Community College, and the Kalispell Senior Center to interview elders in our community. That project will unfold November 6th and 9th as students pair up with older adults to ask them for advice and to share their life stories. In April of 2022, Emmanuel Lutheran Communities got a grant um, through Lutheran Services in America. And um, that uh, grant asked us to find older adults in the community who might be falling through the cracks or needing a little bit of support getting the resources that they needed and finding the resources that they needed. And so um, we built what was called the Flathead Elder Hub, which is uh, we actually sort of took over a an existing group that was trying to find its next path. And so it has worked out beautifully. And through the Flathead Elder Hub, um, the grant has asked us to do a project that is essentially a community building project. And so that's where this Tell Me a Story Legacy Conversations project was born, is trying to create a community building um, opportunity for older adults and younger adults and intergenerational uh, program. May was Older Americans Month, um, mm-hmm. and so the Imaginative Libraries set up a table at the Agency on Aging dining room at the South Campus building, and they asked older adults, what should younger generations be asking you? And so we got this plethora of really cool questions from older adults, um, and we've been holding on to them as we've been putting together the project. And um, those are the questions that are going to be used by young people to ask of our older adults um, during our project events next week. It's not only students from the college, but it's also students from the community. So we have some, we essentially asked for 17-year-old through 30-year-olds. So we've got sort of a mix from um, a couple of uh, folks from the community who are working individuals down to um, some high school students who are interested in doing this as well. And so it it wasn't an assignment to them. It was a volunteer from them. And that's a very cool thing when you have young people who are interested in having these important and really interesting conversations with older adults. Things from where did, were your grandparents born and what was that like for them, to how do you behave at a party, to how do you save money and make sure you're okay for retirement. So it's all over the board, and I love that because I think that that it gives the opportunity for older adults to not only tell stories, but to give really good advice. But why is it important to get the perspective of older folks in our community on these on these topics? You know, there is just a wealth of information in our older population. And that information is, like I said, it's everything from 
stories of what things were like for them throughout their lifetime to advice about what is, how do you make sure that your older years are as um, full of quality of life as your younger years were. And so I think listening to older adults is one of the ways that we learn not to make the mistakes that they made and not to make the mistakes from a community standpoint that may have been made in the past. I think we learn from our past and we learn from our older adults if they're willing to share their expertise and these older adults are. Yeah, and you know, the advice side of things as well as like you're mentioning the stories, just hearing their stories. Um, there's something kind of like oral history about this project that I really enjoy. Yes. Um, a lot of the stories that these people have won't be here very much longer. That's exactly right. And for our older adults, I know that I believe that the oldest um, senior adult that we're going to be interviewing is she either just had her 94th or her 96th birthday. I, I can't remember which one. I think it's 94. Um, and so we, we took older adults anywhere from 65 to 135. And I believe 94 is our oldest older adult, and she is a great storyteller. I can't wait to hear what she says. So maybe I just wanted to ask, is there anything else going on with Emanuel Lutheran communities that you wanted to talk about? Any new activities going on? Any new programs? Sure. Developments over there? Yeah. Um, every third Thursday of the month, we have what we call a mingle. And what that is, is at 10 o'clock in the morning on that Thursday, we meet upstairs of the South Campus building that's above the Agency on Aging, and we talk about a topic that is important to older adults. We bring in experts, so we have everything from um, how to care for your car to how to care for your body to um, making funeral arrangements, doing long-term care planning. We have a whole list of various topics that we cover, topics that are important to older adults. And that happens every third Thursday. And so that's an important ongoing thing that the Elder Hub does. To learn more about the Flathead Elder Hub, visit their Facebook page at facebook.com slash flatheadeh. Let's see what events are coming up this weekend. Don't miss a chance to see local musician Mike Murray rock out on the Walkholt College Center stage tonight. Starting at 8 p.m., Murray will play original songs from the entire course of his career, as well as some new and unreleased material. His latest studio album, The Devil's Rope, was signed to A-Tone Records, and his songs have received over 30 sync placements on network and streaming television. Tickets are $25. Enjoy a first-hand experience with Jack Gladstone, Montana's Troubadour, on Saturday, November 4th in Whitefish. Gladstone will offer a youth-centric program of storytelling and music. An enrolled citizen of the Blackfeet Nation, he illustrates American Indian culture through a mosaic of music, lyric, poetry, and spoken word. Starting at 10 a.m. on Saturday at the Christ Lutheran Church in Whitefish, the event is free to attend. Also starting at 10 a.m. on Saturday, November 4th, is Hooper's Holiday Craft Bazaar. Hooper's Garden Center in Kalispell brings the event back for its 21st year, highlighting local artists, crafts, food, gifts, and more. As the holiday season rolls in, remember you can keep up to date with all the fun events happening throughout your community at dailyinterlake.com slash events. Thanks for joining us. News Now is a podcast from the Daily Interlake. We're proud to be the largest independent newsroom in Montana and the oldest paper in the Valley. 
Consider becoming a subscriber to support our work. Call Circulation at 406-755-7018 or go to the subscribe tab in the top right corner of our website. And if you haven't already, subscribe to our YouTube channel to never miss an episode of The Pod. Everybody stay safe and have a great week.